Welcome to the Inspire Podcast. My name is Kyle Hastings, and I will be sharing stories and talking with everyday people who will encourage, will inspire, and will motivate. Throughout my journey of life, I have been very lucky to meet many beautiful people with amazing stories of transformation and growth. Inspire is here to bring out the best of you. Enjoy the show. Back to another Inspirate podcast. My name is Kyle Hastings. We're going to be jumping right into part three of LT Griffin's story Breathe Before, During, and After the Storm. We're going to highlight some more about the messages that we learned in part two about being a coffee bean and how LT Griffin learned his own version of being a coffee bean and how he continues to spread love and spread his smile. Thank you so much to our sponsors the doctors at Vittori Foot and Ankle Specialist, Dr. Chris Vittori and Dr. Amit Thakrar. Use the online booking tool or call the office to book an appointment today by calling 708-273-7080 or visiting them at VittoriFootClinic.com and liking and following their Instagram and Facebook pages. Our other show sponsor, and we had uh, several pieces before we recorded the show at Plermo's Pizza, Plermo's of 63rd, located in Frankfurt, Merrillville and the city of Chicago. You can visit them at www.palermosof63rd.com. When you order your pizza, tell them Kyle sent you. You can get all three locations, phone numbers, online menus on their website. Again, at www.palermosof63rd.com. Welcome back to part three with LT. What we were talking about and the the second part was going into the storm you're in the storm or you're coming out of the storm a lot of it centered a lot of what we've been talking about was centering around being the coffee bean of of having a full heart a whole heart a healed heart that you can forgive yourself and you can love yourself and then you can give others all of you Right, you can give others the hundred percent that you would want to be given in return, similar to the golden rule. One of our ladies that we had on earlier, named Tracy Sullivan, she did a fantastic body transformation. She, you know, very very busy professional. She's got busy outside of work life. Her work is insanely busy. But the more or less the synopsis, what she said, you got to make sure that. You're taking care of you first before you can take care of others, before you can give others your heart. You can give others the most. Once you are whole, you could feed the entire village with the same full heart you have. Spread the love, just like what Mr. Davis and Mr. Red said. Just like what Mr. Jackson said about being the coffee bean to Damon West. Mm-hmm. You want to be contagious, but positive. You want to be positively contagious where you attract other people that want to be on that same level. Iron sharpens iron. Love spreads love. Love wants to be with love. You not, you Birds of a feather fly together, right? Yep. When you see groups of people, they're either all smiling or they, they all have their heads down. The yin One and yang. Two. One of the two. <laughs> One of the two. One of the two. Because people want to be around. They're attracted to what they're like. Laws of attraction. Yeah, laws of attraction. So you're going into the storm. Explain that. Hmm. In my case, going into the storm was March 5th, 2002. 
everything come crashing down. And you had no clue. None whatsoever. Did you even know that anything was that you were, you know, something they were on to you or anything? Was there no. anybody that got squeezed before? <laughs> no. And 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 the crazy part about it, not to get too deep into the case, we had an inside informant. Hmm. We had an inside informant. So that was going through the storm. It's thunder and lightning. Yeah. It's flooding. Yeah. Um, tornado came through and it <laughs> wiped out. Stripped you of everything. So now, I'm in the storm. I get sentenced to 180 months of incarceration. Never been incarcerated. Zero criminal history points. Never been a juvenile. Never been a 26 in California. Did that help with with your sentencing? That more or less you came in with a clean slate. Yes, yes, it did. Um, now I'm in the storm. I'm taken away from my, my my children. I'm taken away from my parents. I'm locked up with individuals that also have what the government says committed crimes. Mm-hmm. Um, some individuals I've never seen home again. They have a life in prison. Some of them are only going to be there for, excuse me, for a small period of time or a long period of time. And I'm finding myself. I'm at rock bottom. Um, I was doing a little gambling while I was incarcerated. I was playing the poker tables. Uh, got beat out on that. Um, this is before you, the lightning bolt hit you. Yeah, before this, this is way before. This the is your bolt. three your three years of we're running the party. We're, exactly. we're partying. Um, um, I'm, I'm uh, slight. Uh, signs of depression before the lightning bolt. Uh, um, I'm just, I mean, literally at rock bottom. I'm talking about we're talking to we're talking about a guy who was about to go to the combine to about to do a walk on to the combine. The following year, he's in federal prison. And the combine, it, for anybody, people don't know the NFL combine, that's where you go try out to play for what? The National Football right. League. You put your abilities on display. You put them on display. You know, I'm under the table talking to the agent. I'm like, man. He said, man, you, you got it. So now, like I say, to being on top of the world seem like to being at the bottom of the world. Who who who's in spring break of 2020 in Vegas? That wasn't heard of then. Mm-hmm. You remember the guy you said I was way before my time? Yeah, getting hyped. Now you can you can you can be a witness to this. Anybody know about football? Just listen to this. In 1998 and 99 and 2000. I had a single-digit number mm-hmm. as an outside linebacker, the number eight. Coach Knight gave me the nickname as Eight Ball. Jeff Knight, brother. Yeah. Scott Knight. Scott Knight. He gave me the nickname as Eight Ball. And anybody know, this is way before these guys is doing it right now. We're talking about 24. No, this is unheard of. Yeah, this is unheard of. 
we ha- I had to, I mean, the coaches had to let the referees know before the game right. that, okay, that's, outside, that's a defensive player, outside linebacker with the number eight. Mm-hmm. That was way before Alabama National Championship. The run. entire defense is one through 10 or one yes. through 11. You know yeah. what I'm saying? What, way before that. This is way the hype man getting everybody hyped up. Right. Before a game, right? I, I was way before my time yeah. here, so like I said, it, this is, this is, this is. Now I'm in the storm. I'm I'm having nightmares about this because I used to have guys come. It was a time when I was in my storm. I didn't even want to watch football on TV on Sundays, and let alone on Saturdays. Didn't even want to watch football. Cause I, cause at the time I was mad at myself, and I had to get all spiritually. I was mad at God. I had to, see when 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 you're when you're in the storm, and you don't hold yourself accountable for being in the storm. You blame any and everybody else for your mistakes. You don't hold yourself accountable for your actions and your reactions. So that was the time I was in the storm. So coming up out the storm, that's when the light bulb hit. That's when you be like, okay, the rain is slowing down. I can see the sun. I can see the clouds moving. I can see the water going down. That's when I was able to forgive myself. That's when I was able to forgive God. That's when I was able to Start back loving myself. That's when I was able to spread the love. That's when I can be the best person I can be each and every day to make it back home to my children and be the best father I know to be. That's when I was able to be the best brother I know to be. That's when I was able to be the best friend I know to be. And that's when I'm able to be the best husband one day to my wife that I know to be. That's coming out the storm. Like I said, my friend, she asked me, like, well, who do you go to? I'm like, man, I'm not saying everything is perfect, but hell, it seems like everything is perfect. I'm in my right state of mind. I have my health. I love what I do, and I do what I love, and that's being a barber. I love to be able to assist people in any way, in such a way, without putting myself in harm's way. Man, life is man. The the uh, future and uh, Drake they got a song. Life is good. Mm-hmm. Man, life is good. When people say they're blessed, <clears throat> I, sometimes I I hear that it's a cliche. People just say it. I see it all the time. I'm mm-hmm. blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. But you, do you truly think they know what they're blessed for? Or they're just saying it. Where I, I think some I, people have actually walked walked through hell, and they came out of hell, and they understand how truly blessed they are because they saw what bottom is. I, I, had, I had a friend, and to, 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 to answer that, <clears throat> be, what, four years in September that my mother passed away? Wow. Yeah, be four years. You were, and you were out? Yeah, I was out. out. Okay. Then my mother passed away. And I had a friend by the name of Kia, skating buddy. She's the one who really got me into skating. Well, anyway. Like, Roller skating, eight like wheels. Like four, four wheels on each foot? Yeah, Come eight on, wheels. Come on, son. 
Yeah. Seriously? You want to go skate? Yeah. No. You want to go, <laughs> no. go Sunday? I can't even walk up the stairs, let alone go skating. Uh, I, I got you, man. I'll show you how to do <laughs> Do I get to carry like one of those like those four prong? Uh, those four prong. Uh, yeah, we don't have holders? them at we don't have them at Glenwood. Nah, we had them in Linwood. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you my word. I'll try it, but uh, depending wait, how long wait, it goes. Wait. Check this out. So to to go back what you're saying, my mother passed away, and she called me up. She said, "Listen." I'm not going to say I understand what you're going through because I never experienced death on that level. But I will say, if you need me, I'm here. So I say that to say is that, like you just said, some people say, well, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. You might be blessed. You know, everybody have a right to their opinion. In their world, they might be blessed. <clears throat> yeah, everybody have a right to their opinion. Right. Everybody right. does. But like you just said, what are you blessed from if you've never been through anything? Are you blessed because you have a silver spoon? Are you blessed that you never, ever experienced anything? I mean, what, what like you just said, what are you blessed from? And not to, not to say, and I just told my friend this, I don't think everybody had a rough life. That, that's just my, that, that's, 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 that's just my opinion. It's impossible for everybody to have a rough growing up. I, I just don't believe that. I, I do believe, and I'm not throwing shots. I, I didn't. I didn't get raised in the household that they was raised in. I didn't. I wasn't around when they got. You know, so when they was being raised. But I don't believe every celebrity had a had a rough life. But if you listen to every celebrity, not every, but most celebrities, oh, I had a rough life. How you was a a childhood superstar on TV. Right, right. Or you went to the best UAA teams in the United States. When did you have a rough? Was you didn't have a rough because you got a BMW style of Mercedes? <laughs> or what? You went to, for summer break, you was in the the uh, lake house in Naples versus the lake house in L.A.? Yeah. Like, and don't get up, me wrong. No, no. You bring up that celebrity <laughs> point, and it's just a sidebar. There, there's a handful of celebrities and that truly had to walk the miles. And I'm going to name four. But that was one of the reasons why I started Enspray, because you constantly hear celebrity stories of growth and transformation. Mm-hmm. How can you relate to that? Could you relate to that? Could you relate to the, the celebrity transformation of they lost weight or they did this or they – how is that relatable to a, a, a guy, you and I, that are working full-time jobs, and then we got maybe a part-time job on the side, and then we're doing our family, and we're we're working, we're and and we're <clears throat> hustling, and some days, you know, we we might not have enough money for this bill, or you got to pay this bill, or or whatever the the life is of just the ordinary person. It's mm-hmm. unrelatable. I, I cannot relate to. A somebody that has the unlimited resources or something like similar to that, but there are there there are four four people. I'm gonna I'm gonna name three or four people. Why they are uber popular? Why people can relate to them? Because they were fully transparent of where they were before they hit the point B to C. Mm-hmm. They talk about points A to B. Everyone, they don't need to talk about B to C because you see that. They don't mm-hmm. need to talk about that. The first one, and mark my words, he'll be the president one day. Let's guess who. Take a guess. Celeb- number one celebrity right now. 
The famous guy? Dwayne Johnson. Are you serious? Dwayne Johnson. Now, here's why. Everybody knows his story from B to C. Became a WWE wrestler. Now he's the most highest paid actor in Hollywood. Okay. He's got brands, owns football leagues. Mm -hmm. But he talks about how A to B happened before he became that WWE superstar. He always talks about that, his struggles, what he's thankful for, the struggles he had to go through. That is his always his talking point is always how thankful he is that he had to walk his miles. He had to understand what happened in his home. He had to understand poverty. He had to understand transient being going from literally A to B were why he named his production company Seven Buck Production because he had seven dollars in his pocket. Mm. Okay, that's the first one. Second one, Sylvester Stallone. Mm. He had to sell his dog to make Rocky. I couldn't sell Nala, my dog. I, I mean, it's bad enough where I got to go somewhere and she's looking at me sad. I'm, I can't do it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but that's everyone knows his story. Now he doesn't have to share his story, but he talks about what he had to endure prior to his fame and what he had to do. Third, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He was already the governor. He was the governor, right? But he didn't get his fame. It didn't fall on him. He worked for it. He became a bodybuilder and he got a role. And he kept compounding it. Mm-hmm. Came from a, a working class Austrian home. And he talks about that all the time, where he came from, how hard he had to work okay. to get to where he's at. So those are th- three right off the bat and probably three of the most popular individuals that they can walk in any room and they could be spotted at any time. They don't talk about B to C ever. Well, at least I don't see it. Okay. But it's A to B. And when they say they're blessed and they share why they're blessed, I believe it. I believe it, that, that they, they had to walk their miles, right? Just like how you had to walk your miles to get to where you're at so you could spread your love. And hold that thought right there. <clears throat> I said something to a good friend of mine, um, Ely Robinson. Um, outstanding guy. This guy being supportive of me. I met him in um, 2000. 2002, 2003. Anyway, this guy been supportive of me. And I remember one day I called home, and um, he was telling me something was going on. I said, bro, have you noticed to get to anything great, you got to walk down, you got to go through something? He said, what you mean? You want to get married. Traditional marriage is what? You got to walk down the aisle. To go right in front of the um, priest. To be blessed with marriage. To be blessed with marriage. To, when you finish with um, high school, to get your um, high school diploma, you got to do what? You got to walk across the stage. To, to be blessed your, with the diploma. <laughs> with the diploma. I say, man, to work your 40 hours a week, you got to do what? You got to walk up to the time clock and punch in. You got to walk up the drive. You got to walk up the uh, 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 walkway to walk inside the building, no matter if it's a white collar or a blue collar. Mm-hmm. You got to walk through that door to get blessed, mm-hmm. to, 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 to get your job. I say, so anything in life outside the box, you got to go through it to receive your blessing at the end. You have to. You have to. I mean, it, it, no, 
it, you have to go through something to get your blessing at the end and also to be appreciative of it. You have to. Because like now, my people say, well, why do you want to help the kids? Why do? Why are you doing this podcast right now? To stay sober. Mm-hmm. Me staying sober meaning I'm doing the right thing. I'm keeping my nose clean. I'm not hanging out with the crowd that I don't supposed to be hanging out with. And guess what? I get to enjoy my freedom. Mm-hmm. I get to enjoy my girlfriend that's in the garage. And for the record, my girlfriend that's in the garage is a pretty all-white Harley. Her name is Miss Pearl. <laughs> 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 so I didn't want anybody to think that I have my girlfriend yeah. locked up yeah. in the garage, okay? <clears throat> but yeah, but but like I say, to I, I'm I, I do stuff like this to stay sober. Yeah, and that's what what man when Wes that was so profound to me. Yeah, it you know, hit. The it, director it, said, "Man, why are you doing this?" He said, "To stay sober. To stay sober. To stay in your right state of mind." And that's coming out of the storm. To walk around with a with a smile on my face. That's why I'm doing this. This is an opportunity that <laughs> I'm able to stay sober with. To stay I, sober. I, I am blessed and this is how I'm gonna repay. That there's gonna be one person that's gonna listen to this and it's gonna hit them. Just like there's been multiple, well, three three individuals that I listened to that hit me that mm-hmm. were my catalyst my whys of why I keep doing what I'm doing, why my transformation has happened. Yes. One of them is Damon West, yes. flat out. Be a coffee bean. Yes. And also, hold up, to, to go back to a sidebar, when you say uh, the celebrities, where I'm prison, I'm not bragging, and we talked about this, but I'm just going to share with everybody else. <clears throat> While I was in prison, I taught the jump rope class. While I was in prison... For the last four months, I was with my guy, um, Travis, that's from um, Compton, California. Every Friday, we ran a 5K, and that's 3.2 miles. So Yeah, 3.2 miles. We ran that every Friday. He would do it anywhere between 26 and 28 minutes. My best time was 31.5. Around eleven minute mile, every Friday. That's cruising, man. That's some good speed. All right. That's some for that's good speed. Also, on top of that, also used to teach yoga. Yeah. Also, so I did the jump rope class, yoga, lift weights, and ran a mile. I mean, my fault. Ran the 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 five k every Friday. Rain, sun. It didn't snow in El Paso. So rain, sun, windstorm, we out there running every Friday. But now that I'm back into society, um, out here working every day, anywhere between 8 to 10 hours, sometimes 12 hours on the, on the holidays, I mean, I have to fit it in my time, but I don't have time to go to the gym. And everybody's schedule is not set up like that. And I'm only speaking, and I'm not picking on the, the rich and the famous. But my 24 hours and your 24 hours is different. My 24 hours, your 24 hours, 
and somebody who's quote unquote a superstar is different. They have more time to go in there and do that transformation. Can yeah. you imagine? I mean, hell, you did it. What a hundred and what? How many pounds in a year? Uh, 125 125 pounds yeah how much a sacrifice was that it was i everything my entire life changed and the my entire life changed the biggest sacrifice was me taking control of my inner voice of me taking control of my inner demon uh number two catalyst was, Mm -hmm. was david goggins david goggins to me is i'm a disciple of his okay and one of his messages, you make your inner voice your bitch. Mm. Your inner voice, your bitch. And that's what I did. That My mind says you're getting comfortable. Time to make things uncomfortable. Someone just posted last week. I think I, I put that up on the Instagram. Yeah, somebody else put it up on really? Instagram. Somebody else put it up on Instagram, too. You need to be uncomfortable. Oh, wow. And the <laughs> if we at the golf outing. Uh, the new president of Alvin Azra University, mm-hmm. he said this, and he talked about carrying heavy weights. What happens when you got to carry a heavy weight, carry heavy things, lift heavy things? Is you have to use energy, you have to, you have to work hard. When you're not carrying heavy weights, what ends up happening? You're relaxed. You're you're complacent. You're stable. Mm-hmm. You're lying down. You're content. Are you really making progress? Right? Are you making progress? Maybe not. But you got to lift heavy weights. And lifting heavy things makes life uncomfortable. I needed to make life, I needed to make the inner voice my bitch. I needed to make myself uncomfortable because being comfortable put me into the spot I was at. 415 pounds. Wow. Gigantic. And I was comfortable. But I was also masking. Masking pain, more or less. Mm-hmm. I was big, it was huge. A lot of things I couldn't do, a lot of embarrassing situations happened of that. And I needed to make my inner voice my bitch. But you to, know what? It, it, to, 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 to pause it right there, you know what you did, though? And not to say that you wasn't, you started loving that man in the mirror. I, I, you're 100% correct. <laughs> I, you, I, you couldn't hit it any harder. I... I started to love me because others depend on me. Just like how the the facility depended on you. I got three babies. I got a wife. I got a, a family, dog. a dog. I got brothers, sisters, nieces, nephews, nephews, nieces, sister-in-laws, soon-to-be brother-in-laws, uh, and a brother-in-law. Uh, parents, people depend on me. A community depends on me. I need to, I need to work on me first. I needed to tell myself that voice of comfortability. I think I made up a new word, but that that comfortable feeling is no. I cannot be comfortable. I can never be comfortable again. I have to be uncomfortable because when you're uncomfortable, you're working hard. You're lifting heavy weights, figuratively and literally. I need to work hard. I just switched gyms last week or sixteen days ago because I was getting complacent. I was comfortable. Guess what? I needed to turn the world upside down. Now I'm doing some some crazy workouts that uh, Coach, uh, uh, oh my God, at uh, at Genesis Barbell, Coach Erica just drew a blank. She's gonna kick me in the head when she hears this. Literally every day, it's hell. It's it's work. 
I, and I love it. I feel uncomfortable. I need to feel uncomfortable because if I'm complacent, I'm comfortable. The first thing I do every morning is wake up early, obnoxiously early. I feel guilty if I don't. I'm up every morning between 4 and 4.30. The gym, I'm at the gym by 6. But I start my day with victories. I get a win because I wake up at an early hour when my body says, you don't need to wake up. You're comfortable. You're sleeping. You had a beautiful dream. You're warm. You're cozy. Bed is warm. Bed's warm. Mm-hmm. No, it, that's not going to work. So I put my feet on the floor. I started the day one and zero. Oh. Go downstairs and I eat breakfast: three eggs, seventy-five grams of uh, steel steel-cut oatmeal, a tablespoon of cinnamon on top of that. Two and zero. Oh. I eat breakfast. Three and zero. Oh. I drink a full cup of water. Right before breakfast or right after. Mm-hmm. Full cup of water. I'm 3-0, and 3-0. Oh, and zero. I'm undefeated for the day. I read a book. Friend just got me. Tracy just got me. It's called Daily Stoic. I read my passage. 4-0. Oh. I need to start reading the Bible right after that, and that's what I'm going to start doing. You got my word on that. I need to read the Bible every morning, too. I need to read a passage. So I go to the gym. I'm 6-0, 5-0, 6-0. I'm running undefeated for the day. It's not even 6 o'clock yet. I've been up for two hours. I make my side of the bed 7-0. I'm 7-0 going into 6 a.m. hour. Go to the gym, 8-0, undefeated. Now, how do I lose the day when I'm 8-0? How many little losses is it going to take for me? And for me, a loss is saying I'm going to do something I don't do it. Or it's something that's not controllable that falls in my lap. I don't know how to. I don't know what to do with it, or I, there might be a failure. Mm-hmm. Well, I still got eight wins underneath my belt. I have to feel uncomfortable. I have to put myself into that. Hold it. Yeah. You know what? You know what Wes said that when he was in prison, and all the when, when it was the white gangs that was beating up on him, mm-hmm. Mister Johnson told him, "You can't win every fight, but you must continue to fight." Yes, you got to stand every fight. You gotta stay in every fight. So that's what you're doing. I you stay in the fight no matter what. The, you stay in the fight. Thank you to our newest sponsors, Palermo's of 63rd Street. Palermo's authentic Italian food made with quality ingredients and unique sauces has attracted vast attention and praise for their sweet, distinctive qualities. Palermo's of 63rd Pizza has been recognized nationally as Chicago's best. Palermo's at 63rd Street now has three locations to better serve its customers. The original location at 63rd and Hamlin in the city of Chicago. Palermo's of 63rd in Frankfurt at 446 South LaGrange Road. And Palermo's of 63rd in Maryville, Indiana at 2893 East 81st Avenue. Visit Palermo's at 63rd to get all three location phone numbers at www.palermo.com. Palermo's of 63rd.com. When you order that pizza, tell them Kyle sent you. During uh <clears throat> during my the second second podcast I listened to that was my callus was with David Goggins. He his moment was watching Rocky when during the last round Apollo knocks him out, knocks him down. And Rocky stumbles up. And and Apollo's look of defeat, he looks down, he looks back up, he doesn't know what to do. He got back up again. 
that is that's what I want of life is I want that look of you you can't stop me now I'm un, I'm unstoppable I'm unbreakable uh, the movie Unbreakable similar I'm I'm unbreakable you can't you can't break me anymore mm-hmm. I'm un, I'm I'm not breakable I need to keep moving I need to feel uncomfortable I need to be the coffee bean right I need I need to continue to give my love and be give my blessings what we we're talking about before this opportunity with the podcast I mean this is number number three podcast for me uh with you number three interview and this is for myself and I was telling you this before and I've told a couple other people this is highly therapeutic for me I'm able to bring out beautiful stories right and I'm also able to work on myself listening and learn from you Learn from my, learn from other people. Iron sharpens iron. Mm -hmm. Honest to God, truth. Iron sharpens iron, and I am blessed. This is my blessing that I have an opportunity to pay it forward through this, through this channel. Even though this is the third, the third interview. I mean, this after this was, I think, will be uh, five podcasts. It would just be the fifth podcast. But I have an opportunity to share stories through so many people that I am blessed to come into my life. Who would have thought 24 years ago when we were walking into orientation <laughs> at Howell Hall when I was staying with Big Jack McGreen and I watched, uh, I remember Ed Rail come in, we're just off topic, but who would have said 22 years ago, 24 years ago that we would be sitting here having this discussion about this with the lives that we've had That's and, true. And, and why we're in the spots we are right now because of the blessings, even though some blessings might have been not really what you would say of a, a good situation, mm-hmm. but how much were you able to draw from that to make your heart wholer than it was more whole than it was going into that spot and where you're at right now, the opportunities you were given first opportunity was to breathe. You learned That's that it. to breathe. That's it. Cause to th- th- do, do that all waking up at four some in the morning you have to breathe. You have to. To walk down them stairs. Yeah, you can hold your breath going down there. But walking down them stairs to fix that breakfast, you got to what? Breathe. To to do them hit in the high-intensity training that you're doing with the outstanding person at that gym. Yeah, Coach Erica at Genesis Barbell. Yeah, you have to what? Got to breathe. To, to, to catch your breath. Yes. <laughs> when you're sitting in, that, in the truck coming yeah. back home like, damn. Yeah. You have to breathe. Yes. To 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 walk in and Sarah, I'm not picking on you, but if she's still asleep and the kids are still asleep, what you watching them doing? They're they're breathing. They're breathing. So the main thing, like you just said, was to breathe. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You you got to enjoy. It. That's a success that you can breathe. You breathe in good. Breathe out the bad. Mm-hmm. And. It is uh, <coughs> I mean it's it's overused a lot. Real, real quick, and I'm 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 give you this. <coughs> Excuse me. For the ones who don't know, the body eliminate waste five ways. When you piss. When you. Uh, number two. Do the number two. Good job. <laughs> do your hair. Yeah. Do your sweat. Guess what the fifth one is? 
through your mouth. Almost. Exhale. When you inhale and you breathe out. Yeah. That's the one of the that one out of the one of the five ways that your body eliminate waste. So in breathing each and every day, when you inhale and you exhale, I just eliminate some type of waste from my body. Mm-hmm. So that's why breathing is another reason why breathing is so important. We have to release that. Right. And when when a person say, "Man, calm down. You you go go cool off. You you're pissed off." And if if you talk to any therapist, they'll tell you, "Inhale. Exhale. Do it again. Inhale. Exhale. When you when you're about to get ready and do yoga, any yoga instructor, instructor would tell you to control your breathing. Yes. Yeah. Guy named Mark Devine. It's called box breathing. And it's five seconds in, hold for five seconds, five seconds out, hold for five seconds. And you say a mantra to yourself in the inside, your inside voice. I mean, what, what a more beautiful exercise. I mean, I've done box breathing. I do it all the time. Mm-hmm. But breathe in. While you're breathing in, say I love you. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you. You. And, and whoever. And, and I would say this. I don't know how much time we have, but I, I'm going to say this real quick. Whatever you might be going through, whoever listening this right now, you. God forbid, you might have lost a job. Um, a loved one. Maybe lost a loved one. Might be going through a divorce. Uh, you might trying to make a major decision that's gonna not just gonna affect you but affect your whole household. Uh, you, you you're trying to decide on what to do, or you might be in your storm, or you might be getting ready for your storm, or you might come be coming out your storm. Do it all. Take that quiet time to yourself to breathe. And to control your breathing. See, that's the other part of it, too. Controlling your breathing. Mm -hmm. Because if you're running and you don't have control of your breathing, you're tired yourself out. Right. If you're lifting weights and you're not controlling your breathing, when you're supposed to be breathing out and while you're exploding that that, that weight up, if you don't do it, if the the timing is, is off, you can make that weight even heavier. If you're breathing, it's not under control. So I would say to you, uh, young, old, rich, famous, um, educated, uneducated, breathe and control your breathing. Your 13 comes. Where were you at your last week? Wow. <laughs> Year 13. Um. El Paso, Texas, at the federal prison camp. Um, this is my last instruction before leaving prison. I got a guy, he's out of uh, Lubbock, Texas. And once everybody's about to leave, you pretty much your last week, you pretty much going to diet. Of eating all this cafeteria food because it's processed food. Mm-hmm. 
And um, pretty much everybody want to buy you ice creams. Because nine times out of ten, what do ice cream do? Send people to the bathroom. Right. <laughs> a laxative to clean you out. Exactly. All right. So, um, my last commentary, commissary, I'm um, the guy, I can't think of his name. Um, he said, hey, Tino, come on, I want to buy you ice cream. So, were you Tino inside yes. or LT? Tino. Tino. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, I said, all right, come on, I'll go up there, I'll meet you up there. So, I get, meet him up there. He said, listen, man. He said, I want to give you something. He said, man, I want to thank you for when I first came to the institution. You helped me adapt. I want to thank you since I've been at the institution. You have also helped me. He said, don't take this the wrong way, but just hear me out. You're a good-looking dude. You're a smart guy. Got a good head on your shoulder. He say, right now, after you doing 13 years of prison, you don't know your worth. He said, that's, 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 I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm saying that in a good way. He don't know your worth. He say, when a woman see you, she's going to know your worth. He said, the first person you lay down and have sex with, I'm not saying that's supposed to be your woman. But don't make that your woman, the first person you have sex with. He said, what I want you to do is, until you find your wife, continue to do the right thing. Find out what you want to do in life. And he or she is going to help you pursue that. But my main thing is, do not take on no unnecessary responsibilities that don't belong to you. I'm like, huh? He said, listen, do not take on no unnecessary responsibilities that do not belong to you. He said, if it's not your kids, it's not your responsibility. He said, if, th- if this responsibility is not going to help you further you in your life and help you be a better person, don't take on that responsibility. Because in doing so, you're going to find yourself back in trouble. And I'm like, wow. Sort of like living in access when you have too much when you're living and when you're living with more than you can handle. Yes. Or more than you need. It always ends up negative. Always. 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 So that's why now, <laughs> like I say, I do what I can when I can. Uh, if if you call me, say two, three o'clock in the morning, say, "Hey, LT, I got a flag town," and I and I probably have to be at work in two hours. I'm like, well, listen, I can't come. But guess what I can do? Where are you located at? I'm going to send a tow truck. And I'm going to pay for it to get the car towed wherever it need to be. I didn't leave you stranded. I still assisted you. And you're mad. I just couldn't come. Mm-hmm. Or you'd be like, well, man, 
man, um, hey, man, listen, I need some help, man. You got $100 I can borrow? Man, bro, right now it's tight for me, too. And I might have $300 in my pocket. But I can't take it from my bill money. Because guess what? I have to make sure my household is okay first. Then I can help the village. If I don't take care of myself first, how can I be assistant to the village? Mm-hmm. Because if your bills are due and my bills are due and you're late on your bills, I'm late on my bills, guess what we're going to have in common? We're going to be two late individuals with our bills. Right. So I can't put myself in harm's way trying to save you. So I do what I can when I can without putting myself in harm's way. Gentleman gave you a, a gigantic compliment your last week. You're walking out. You got your you got street clothes on. You set your feet on free soil mm-hmm. where you have everything that you own with you. And you know what that was? No. What? <laughs> my social my social security card, my BOP prison ID. Um, some socks, drawers, and gray t-shirts I have brought from commissary. And that's it. That's it. And my medical records. That's it. You step outside, the door closes behind you. How long was that breath? Oh. Going back almost five years. Um, How long was that moment? It it wasn't. It wasn't that long. Reason being, I had to catch the plane home. Usually, the BOP give you a bus ticket home. But if you want to take the plane home, you or your loved ones have to buy the ticket. And from Texas, El Paso, Texas, to Chicago, Illinois, I think I would have been on the bus three days. Hmm. Three days too long. Yeah. I, I, but in I, the big I, picture, 15 years to three days. Yeah. I, 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 man, that, that and, and by myself. Yeah. And I, I couldn't do it. I told, I told my mother, she was alive. I said, hey. I, I said, no, we, we no. I can't do that. I I, I could I, I couldn't imagine being on the bus that long. And so your mind was it was focused on I gotta get to the airport. Right. So get so getting to the airport, everything was moving. I, I go from moving out the way, not bumping people while you're in prison, to people bumping you. And this is the norm. And they keep moving. They don't say, excuse me. And Atlanta, um, Hawthorne, um Airport, the busiest airport yeah. in the United it's States. insane. Bro, I went through the airport to go home. And so you, you went from literally being everything's <laughs> in single file line in order. There's, there's a very, very strict rule code for the institution. There's a very, very strict rule code. Rule code for the individuals within their own rule code and inside the institution. Then you go to Atlanta, 
and Hotlanta is a hot mess airport. It's literally, it's like God threw up people all over <laughs> and they just land and they're all over and no Everywhere. one sees you. No, one, the people walk through you. <laughs> they're moving. So you literally go from the ying of order to the yang of disorder. Yes. Within 12 hours. No. Six hours. So I flew from El Paso, Texas to Atlanta, Georgia. Say what, three hours? Two hours? Say two hours? Is that say? Yeah, I'm not sure, hours? but two hours. Say two hours on the flight. So I have a layover in Atlanta for two hours. And I leave there and fly to Chicago or uh, Midway. So in a matter of it's, but when you left, but when you left, the last time you were at Midway Airport was a different Midway Airport. Oh my god. Then when you came back to the Midway Airport of twenty seventeen. Yeah, I'm like Wait, wait, when were you out? Yeah, twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Well, twenty six. Well, so I got released September second, twenty sixteen, into the I got released from federal prison. And I went to Federal Half Warehouse. But I uh, initially got released from the Bureau of Prisons of January 22nd, 2017. Okay. So to leave, like you said, when I left Midway, didn't have a downstairs escalator. They, Two they separate buildings, you had a cross yeah, the bridge. Yeah, they, they didn't have none of that. Oh, it was one, one well, building. Right. Then you come out and you got to turn left to go to the south suburbs or turn right to go to Chicago. And what, what, what? what? The parking garage is that. What is this? Yeah. Yes. A whole different city. <laughs> yes. Literally, a whole yes. different city. Yes. Whole, whole, I'm talking about like, wow, look at the lights. You know, you know what, you know what, you know what always used to be my song on my last lap. And if you ever listen to this, man, you, you helped me do this. Kanye West had a song called Coming Home. Yeah. I'm coming home again, sweet yeah. home. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, got that yes. yes. Hopefully, I mean, Kanye's a Chicago guy, so hopefully he takes. He won't be upset if I play this. That that song right there was it for me. That 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 was it. To hear that, that song was it. You have that on your own. Um, yeah. Well, I'm trying to bring it up. My uh, search Conway. Kanye, Apple Music. Coming home. Well, Kanye's got a whole. But anyway, so that's your song. That's my song. So, my youngest daughter mother picking me up. And so my daughter don't even know that I'm coming home. Well, she know I'm coming home, but she don't know that I'm coming. So we go surprise her. So, so you go to the house? No, we meet, we meet her at Beggar's Pizza because you know, at the same time, I have a, a, a set time. I have to be at the, I had to check in at the halfway house. <sighs> what time do you got to be there? I want to say I had to be there. Like and that's in Chicago? Yeah. Well, actually, I went to the halfway house in uh, Waukegan. Okay. I want to say I had to be there maybe 11 o'clock. Give or take 11 o'clock. I'm trying to bring this. All right, so you surprised the daughter at Beggars? Yes. 
Yes, that's, that's it. it. That's it. That's it. So you're landing. You're flying over the city. You see all the lights at nighttime. Yes. And literally, it's like a music video. Looking out, <laughs> looking out the window. Yes. And you're just grinning. Yes. You got your cheeks hurt. I'm back. I'm back, baby. You got that chill. I'm back. As if Kanye was playing that for you in the airplane. As you're landing, the worst landing in airports is Midway Airport. You fall in the sky and you hit that on r- runway like you're going to crash. And then you come to a halt and you're like, damn. I'm here, baby. I'm back. Welcome back. I'm back. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. That, that was it. That, that, that was it. So uh, now I'm at the half warehouse and... Um, and walking in, and I'm I'm just grinding. The first time, the, my first pass out, they give me a pass to go to Walmart. Now, mind you, I haven't been on a bus since 1995. Humbly, I say that. Okay, since 1995. The public transportation bus. Public transportation. And I want to I want to say it's called Pace up that way up in Walking. It's Waukee. called Pace everywhere. Is it called Pace everywhere? Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm on the Pace bus. Yeah. CTA so, in the city, pace in the suburbs. So I, so I walk up to the lady. I never forget African American lady. And I say, "Excuse me, miss." I say, uh, "I'm out on the pass. I'm just coming home, doing 13 years. I have a pass. I'm on the pass. I'm trying to catch the bus to Walmart." I said, "This is the paper right here." Because they used to give you, uh, so if you say you're going somewhere, they give you these papers. So say the supervisor, somebody had, had to autograph it. Right. Did you, I mean, you could have signed right. it and said it, but somebody got to sign it. And she said, man, don't worry about it. I got you, sweetheart. She said, man, find you a seat. I'll let you know when we get there. So now this is my first time on the bus. So I go to the back of the bus. You're 37 years old. I'm 30. Wow. I'm 38 years old. 38 years old, and you literally feel like you're a 16 year old hopping on the bus what? for the first I time. Feel like I'm freaking 14 years old. I'm nervous as hell because I'm in the city I know nothing about. Nothing. Because everything's changed. Everything has changed. So I'm in the back of the, I never forget I'm on the right hand side. Excuse me. So I'm looking out the window at the same time. Like, wow. So every time we come around, we're making a stop. I'm looking at her. She's looking at me through the mirror. I'm like, is this my stop? And she'll smile and say, you know what I'm saying, shake her head. So we walk, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't know if I have to get off and walk. I, right. I'm, I'm not knowing this. So we come up to Wal- Walmart and Waukegan. And so she says, this is your stop. So I don't get off at the back. I get off at the front. And I says, thank you. She said, you know what? You're welcome. You're going to be okay. You got this. You're going to be okay. So I walk, I'm walking across the parking lot I walk, or the Walmart. So as I'm walking across the parking lot, I see a T-Mobile. I don't have a phone. Now, mind you, I didn't even get permission at this time to get a phone because you're supposed to get permission first to let them know you got a phone. Even in the halfway house, you got to get the permission. House. But I'm like, man, screw screw this. I'm getting a phone. So I go in there. And this is why I always tell, like you just said, treat people like you want to be treated. All right? Do unto others as you want them to do unto you. With that being said and done, going inside the um, 
T-Mobile, and a girl says to me, no, I go in and she said, hey, how can I help you? A little short Hispanic girl. I said, hey, listen, I'm not looking for no contract. I said, I got my ID and my social security card. I said, I got a few, a few dollars. Actually, I came home with $629 to That's what you had on the books? Yeah, on I had your, on your me a debit card. Right, they gave okay. me a debit, debit card. And she said, what, what's up? I said, man, I'm just getting out of prison doing 13 years, and I need a phone. She said, don't worry about it. I got you. My brother just came home, too. So speeding this up, two months later, while I'm in barber school, the same girl that helped me while I was in T-Mobile, she was in my barber class. Come on. We was in school together. And she said, man, how you been doing? I said, I've been doing that like, you know she said, I'm the one you, I was like, oh. I said, man, thank you for, I said, man, matter of fact, man, I need some help. You know what I'm saying? Show my yeah. She So she did something with the phone or whatever case yeah. may be. But it goes back to what you had said earlier. Do unto others as you want them to do unto you. Exactly. So I get my phone. I go back. I go on Facebook. It feel good to be home. I make a post. It go crazy. People, oh, welcome back. You're back. Ooh. Next, I called my mom. I called my mom. I called my oldest daughter. I called my son. And I called my youngest daughter. Them the only people I called. Nobody else I called. Oh, I know nobody else's number. These are the only numbers I know by heart. Right. <laughs> All right. So those are the ones you were calling when you're inside. I mean, exactly. So I get some hygiene and stuff like that. Go back to the halfway house. The next day, I want to say it was, um, because I turned myself in on a Friday. I went there on a Sunday. That Monday was late. What holiday is in September? Labor Day? Labor Day. So that Monday was Labor Day. There's no movement. So that Tuesday, she allowed me to go to, uh, I went and got, applied for my ID. I went and applied, then I applied for the, the medical card. Each month, I made a goal. My first month was to get my ID. My second month was to get my license. My third month was to get a vehicle. My fourth and fifth month was to get a place. But I didn't notice that... I kept on putting, I was incarcerated on all the um, housing applications. But by me having a federal case, most housing um, institutions, when they run the background, they don't run the background for federal. I mean, yeah, they don't run the background for federal. They run the background for what? For the state charges, state convictions. I never had a state conviction. So I could have got housing up there what I, I know what I know what I know now if I would have knew it then I could have got housing up there but I was put in wrong so now I come back out here to the south suburbs I move in with my sister well this is not my biological sister this is a, a young lady that when I moved uh, I mean transferred to rich south I met her in 1995 and we instant got jammed my name my name was Mayel Vaughn um, I treat her just like she's my blood sister. So speeding this up, now it's time for me to get out the halfway house. My father's deceased. My mother's in Georgia. 
man, my daughter mother at the time, she was like, you couldn't come here because she had started a life in a relationship with somebody else. And by me coming home, she thought that she was able to rekindle things, but it just didn't work. So now it's time for me to come home. She's like, you can't come here. So for six months, I slept on an air mattress at my sister's house. And this was uh, when you were cutting hair in the far south suburbs. Yes. Where I ran, I just walked yes. in, I found out where you were cutting hair. Yes. And I just showed up. Yes. And you yes. looked like you saw a ghost. Yes. <laughs> that was it. That was it. And, and from that time, I'm running. I come back out here, I transfer out here. Uh, I do barber school in nine months. I'm in the process of trying to build clientele, pay bills at the same time, rekindle relationship with my children, uh, reestablish relationship with my children, relearning my children. Also, at the same time, adapting back into society. Uh, 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 just, trend, just, just trying to figure out what is it to do and what not to do. That's what I'm trying to figure out. And it's sad to say a lot of people lost their lives during COVID. But for me, COVID, I was able to breathe. I was able to get some rest. Because coming home, ever since I had came home, I had been running. And the following year from me being home, my mom passed away. I had flooded in my apartment at the time. I had to leave. I mean, I had to move from there to upstairs. Still trying to go to work and and um, uh, um, uh, um, provide for myself. My car was on a repossession um list. I had to pay that off. You know, what I'm saying come up with the money to pay that off. At the same time, trying to find my way. Like, man, Lord, do I supposed to be a barber or do I supposed to go get a job? And if I go get a job, Lord, please allow me to get a job where I can be comfortable and assist with taking care of my kids at the same time. So I was just running, 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 running. I, I was in the storm, running, 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 running. When I said, so you left the storm and you entered in, a new storm. Into another storm. I left one storm and entered into another storm. And now that's why I said the other day when I said I'm out the storm. Everything is. I have no complaints. I'm doing what I'm loving. I'm loving what I'm doing. I'm meeting new people. I'm coming back in contact with great people, and we are able to restore a whole village. I'm able to be great. Um, hell, I ride my motorcycle. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, 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 I'm, I'm loving that part. Uh, I'm just, I'm just loving it. I'm living and loving life to the fullest, man. That's awesome. With no complaints. All right, to wrap this up. Okay. What's your fire? When you wake up in the morning, you see yourself in the mirror. You say, "I love you." You still do it. Yes. You take that breath. Yes. The blessed breath. Yes. Thank the thank you breath. Yes. It's gonna be good today. Yes. Those are guaranteed every morning, throughout every day. But what is that fire inside of you? Why? What is your why? What is the the catalyst of LT? The catalyst of LT, like I said from West, is to claim peace, keep my peace, and spread peace. 
That's what keep me sober. Because I know if I go out here and do something crazy that I have no business doing, I can end up behind that wall stood up at 4 o'clock count. I know if I hang around the wrong crowd, I can end up behind that wall standing at 4 o'clock count. I know if I'm out here in these streets uh, running with some knuckleheads that's terrorizing the neighborhood, I can be dead. Or I could be behind that wall, standing up for four o'clock count. And I don't want that one of them. I want to be able to um, see my friend play with his daughter. I want to be able to see my friend feed his nephew pizza. Mm-hmm. And his nephew talk about... Big I'm Booty Judy. Big Booty <laughs> Judy. I wasn't going to say that. No, I'll say it. I'll take the heat for that <laughs> one. <laughs> talking about Big Booty Judy and talking about him, his new love for sport is soccer and not in, ba- in baseball. And how it, um, 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 hell, I get to wake up tomorrow morning and go cut some people hair and make them feel and look good. And that I might be able to ride my motorcycle to work tomorrow. And... And to talk to my kids on a group text and say, good morning to the winning team. I love you. Have a great day. And have um, a supporting cast on this side of the fence. Well, what is it that you want to do? Well, let's write it down. Well, by using resources you have to be great. Mm -hmm. I tell people all the time, I have a multi-million dollar Rolodex. And it's my job to start using it. And we're not talking about for the money. I'm just using it as a figure of speech. I have people who's able to assist me to be great for I can be great to help and to help other people to yes. be great. And I have to start using that. Yes. That's what this whole podcast focuses for me, is that I have a million-dollar phone list. And my life has been given to me for these opportunities where I can interview an LT. I could talk to a Jill, who we talked with, would be uh, up the podcast probably people just listened to before they came out to yours, mm-hmm. a Tracy. The people that I've came across in my life, the experiences, everything's been put here for a purpose, okay? But how are we going to be able to pay it back? How are we going to be able to pay back those stories, those moments? And for me, this is it. I, I've been very, very lucky, and I say this with all my heart. I've been very blessed to be put into many situations where now I could share them. And I could share them, and I can hopefully help one person. That's all I ask for is just one. That's if it. one person I can get to smile and feel good, you did, your job. did my job. I walk. I'm a bigger person, obviously. We, you know, we both know that. I smile. I say thank you. I look at people in the eyes. I asked them, how are you? They have a name tag on. And it says Jill or Diane or Bob or Steve. Hi, Bob. I acknowledge them. Mm -hmm. I smile at them. Because you know what? That might be the only smile they're going to get that day. That might be the only time that day someone actually acknowledged them by their name. That's true. So if I could be that one person, I could be that, that catalyst in their life, just like I have the catalyst in mine. So when I won my day. Real quick. Um, many years ago, I heard a sermon while I was incarcerated, and um, the guy said, and I'm using it to this in this day and time, 
God don't care about how big your house is. He don't care about how much money you have in your bank account. Hell, he don't even care about your credit score. He care about was you able to help his people when you was able to help them. Mm-hmm. That's all that matter. 100%. He's not going to ask you about your next door neighbor. He's not going to ask you about who you voted for. He's going to ask you, why didn't you help my people when you had a chance to help them? And yes. what you're saying right now, we're able to help somebody to learn to breathe and mm-hmm. control their breathing and to be thankful. And if they can get anything out this podcast dealing with me, I just want, I'm not to say that you, they're not doing it. And I'm reminding myself as I'm about to say this, continue and start back loving yourself. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's awesome. Continue and start That's back awesome. loving yourself. That's what I leave with. Breathe. Breathe. Love yourself and, and spread goodness. Be the coffee bean. Be the right? coffee bean. M- Mr. Griffin said breathe. <laughs> That's it. Breathe. That's it. Mr. Mr. Red, Mr. Davis, spread love, smile. Damon West, spread goodness. Become the good of the environment. Be the coffee bean. Mm-hmm. We're going to close it at that, man. This was great, dude. I love you, man. This, I love you too, man. Th- this was fantastic. And uh, it is 10.05, and we started this at 6.30, I think. I had a date tonight up. for the rest No. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Oh man! I had, well, a day, I had a day tonight for the record. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> man, LT, man, you're the best. No, you God are. Bless, no, no <laughs> this no. is fantastic. Hey, can I, can I tell him a quick joke, right quick? Yeah, go for it. Go so for listen, it. guys, I met this guy in 1997. All right, so you know. The ones who don't know, he come from an outstanding background of family, the Hastings, all right? It is what it is. The whole time, I'm thinking these guys, excuse my language, is, is this a PG-13? Uh? PG-13-ish. Okay, okay. All right, well, I'm, all right. Well, the whole freaking time, I'm thinking that the Hastings families are Italian. But I know, I know the Hastings is not Italian. Why? Well, why? Why? So, 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 <laughs> so the reason why is that when I first saw his father, he, you know, anybody know his father? Hell, he's what six two, six three. Big man. Big yeah. man, and he got suits on. Every time I saw him outside the box, he had, you know, saying he had dress apparel, but right. I didn't, I didn't know what he was at the time. Yeah, I didn't realize yeah. what he was until years later. We're going to get to yeah. that. So now. When I come home and I see him probably about maybe three years ago at Mariano's. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, Mariano's. Mariano's. Yeah. So what happened, real quick, y'all, I go there for lunch. Me and another barber when I was in Country Club Hills. We go there for lunch. And I see him, and I want to say either with his driver or security. I don't know who this guy was, but I know the guy was with him. Okay. But he's not on his, 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 his hip, but he's with him. And so I'm standing right behind him. So I say, excuse me, sir. And he turned around. He said, yes. I say, um, do you have a son that played football for Oliver at Nazarene University? He said, yeah. I say, um, by the name of Kyle Hastings, right? 
He said, yeah. I said, man, do you remember a guy that um, he played football with and uh, his father used to always be at the end of the end zone jumping around cheering saying, hey, go TT. He said, yeah, I can't, I can't remember that guy's name, but yeah, I remember that. I said, LT Griff. He said, yeah. I said, Mr. Hasten, it's me. So the man gave me, a, he, his, your father gave me a big old hug. Did so you he, hug the microphone right yeah, there? Yeah, just like I hugged the microphone. <laughs> so he gave me a big old hug. So it's like reunited. You know what I'm saying? It yeah. feels so yeah. good. Yeah. So now. You got Conway playing. Right. You know what I'm saying? So now he said, man, good to see you. I said, man, good to see you. Now, now you fellas, I still don't know what his occupation is. I'm still just treating him like he's, I haven't seen a family member in a long period of time. Right. So now he leave. So I go, so in Mariano's, when you order hard food, when you go to the um, butcher and you order the food to cook, you got to order it in the back, and you go back to the front and pay right. for it, then you go back to the back and pick up your food. So now I pay for more. So he leave, and the guy that was with him, you know what I'm saying, he leave. Yeah. So the lady, in the the, um, the, the, um, the checkout girl, the cashier, she said, you must be famous. I said, why you say that? She said, you know who that is? I said, yeah, that's Mr. Hastings. She's like, you really don't know who that is? Dude? I said, yeah, that's Carl Hastings. She's like, okay. So I guess she thought I was playing it off. Yeah. So boom. Get my food. Get up out of there. The barber was with me like, damn, you know what I'm saying? You know that? I said, yeah, man. I met him. Man, the son used to play ball together. So speeding this up. Now I come to Orland Park. Right. <laughs> All right? Yeah. <laughs> now this is what this get good at, y'all. So now I'm at Blazing Company. I'm telling now by this time, um, I ain't seen you again. You know what I'm saying? You telling me what's going on with everybody in the family and stuff like that. You know, I seen the famous guy name around. That's yeah. our inside yeah. joke, y'all. Um, I see the famous night guy name around. And you know what I'm saying? You tell yeah. me what Pops does. So now I'm in Orland Park and I'm telling Tammy to own her the barbershop. Yeah. I said, Yeah, I have ties to the mayor office. She's like, yeah, I said, yeah, Hastings. And she's like, I said, yeah, he used to be the mayor out here. And she's like, no, that's not the mayor name. But at the time, I'm not knowing this is Orland Park and Orland Hills. So hold, hold up, guys. I'm finna, I'm finna wrap this up. So now I find out that it's Orland Hills. Boom. So me and Carl here, Carl here, we have lunch. What was it last year? COVID, right before COVID, right happened. before COVID, we had we had a place by the uh, cast managers, right there yeah. by the yes. by um, next to the shop at all. Right next to the shop, hundred hundred fifty first. So he come in. Guess what he have on? He have his black suit on with a colorful tie, and his fucking um, what you call that? Rain, not raincoat, but like an overcoat. Overcoat yeah, to go on. Uh, yeah, I was, overcoat, yeah, yeah, suit coat. yeah. So we sitting now. He said, "Man, guess what, bro?" I'm like, "What?" He said, "Man, I found out that we're um." What you say? Well, so <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what, what ended up happening is we we got our our my my brother received his paperwork he su submitted for it. And we got our our paperwork where we're native of uh, like official Native Americans, I guess. Right. The, um. I mean, my dad. So, well, I'll have you explain it. But we got we were on the recognized under the tribal role or the tribal council or something like that. Okay. I, I I'm totally misquoting it, but it's something in that nature. So in short, he says, man, guess what? We got our papers. We're native. I'm like, you're natives? 
Excuse my language, kids. Put put your put the fingers over the kids' ears. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna give you a second to do that. All right, now here we go. Excuse all my Nazarenes and Christians, saved and sanctified, all that. I'll say you fucking native. Get the fuck. How the fuck are you native? You fucking Italian. He said, no, we're native. I said, bro, this whole fucking time I've been thinking y'all fucking <laughs> Italians. So that's how, you know what I said, we came to this now that he's not Italian. And I know Hastings is not an Italian last name, but I thought this whole time. Yeah. That these guys was a yeah, tie. Well, because he's so dark. <laughs> so in the summertime, he he he's mm-hmm. so brown. He gets so dark. Mm-hmm. And in the wintertime, he's very very olive. Yes. And it could be very confused. Like when I was a small kid, I drew him as a black man because he's brown. <laughs> it's I only know I only know my my grandparents on my mom's side were from Europe. They're European immigrants. Right. And then my dad, he's brown. My right. grandpa's brown. <laughs> and my grandma had an olive complexion, but she was German. So right. they're brown. They're black. They're black people. We're white right. people. I don't know. They're like Native American. What? I'm done. I'm done. Can you imagine <laughs> what was going on Olivet twenty some years ago? I'm. I'm saying that was just a little sidebar. Yes. 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 Yeah. So that, that's it. Sorry. Well, listen. You are awesome, man. Thank man, you thank, so much. No, thank you and, for the uh, opportunity, brother. And and I hope I hope this 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 brings a smile. This helps somebody in your your network, my network, the people that subscribe to this. Yes. And we're able to pay for it. What what we've had, you know, you, you had your miles that you've had to walk, and everyone knows what they were. I've had my opportunities. Everyone has a good idea what they were. And right now, what we're doing is we're paying it forward. Yes. We're treating others the way we, we want to be treated. Given the circumstances of both of our stories of where we've what we've done, our miles we've walked, we're trying to keep it positive and, and, and continue positivity. Exactly what Mr. Davis and Mr. Red said is continue to share our heart mm-hmm. because our hearts are good. We we our hearts are whole. That's true. And exactly to continue the mission of the coffee bean of spread goodness of you walk into a boiling pot of water and we're gonna make a coffee something good That's for it. somebody all to drink. So you're the best LT man. No. I love you. You Thank are. You so Thank much. you, man. Thank you have you. a good day tonight, all right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Inspirate Podcast. I ask that you follow and like Inspirate Podcast on whichever podcast player you listen to and give us a great rating. Also, follow us on Instagram at Inspirate Podcast and like us on Facebook at Inspirate. Thank you so much to our sponsors, Vittori Foot and Ankle Specialist and Palermo's of 63rd Pizza in Frankfurt, Chicago and Maryville, Indiana. If you like what you listen to, believe in our mission, and want to sponsor or contribute to our show, please visit us at inspirate.com and click on Support the Inspirate Podcast or Sponsors.